everybody. Welcome to The Kelly O Show. I'm your host, Kelly Alexa. This show is dedicated to inspiring women of all ages to pursue excellence in mind, body, and business. After decades of playing small in my own life and staying in the comfort zone, a couple of years of massive chaos and drama in my personal and my professional life forever changed me for the better. Through some tough lessons, I evolved and I became a stronger and more confident version of myself, fearless and finally, unapologetically myself. I am now designing my life bigger and better than ever before. And most importantly, I'm designing a life on my terms that is full of joy and happiness. And I think that this is something that's been missing for so many women. They're either staying in the comfort zone like I was or they've got a life that looks pretty good on the outside, but it's missing real joy and health and happiness. And that is no bueno. I believe that the future is female. And every week this show is going to bring you incredible interviews and live shows that I hope is going to motivate you to take massive action in your life, to leave the comfort zone and go all in again, to pursue achieving excellence in mind, body, and in business. I hope you enjoy the show and let's dive in. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Kelly O Show. I am freshly engaged. Yep, I got engaged over the weekend. Many of you saw. And as a little bit of a trailer slash teaser, I will let you know that when I am finished with this mini series I'm going to be posting here about all of the lessons I've learned about what's important for really getting fit, really healing yourself, really losing weight and keeping it off. These are things that are really becoming crystal clear to me as I've hired Alex and the level level 10 coaching team, as I've really paid attention to what she's telling me to do, what she's correcting me on each week. I'm having just this series of revelations of like, wow, I never did that. Or wow, you know, look at all these things that I was doing wrong before in in years past. And there's just, I've become very increasingly self-aware and that's a good thing. And I think the more of us that can focus on that, becoming self-aware, aware of how we how we are behaviorally, aware of our attitudes, aware of our tendencies, aware of um, the obstacles that we create for ourselves unintentionally or intentionally. All of those things can be addressed um, because a lot of us are the biggest obstacle for ourselves. A lot of us are the biggest thing that stands in our way. It's not that we haven't found the perfect diet. It's not that we haven't found the perfect workout. It's not that we're working out at home versus the gym. So many of us think that we haven't gotten fit yet, or we haven't lost that last 5, 10, 15, 20, 50, whatever pounds because, oh, maybe it's because I need to go keto. Oh, maybe it's because I, I'm not paleo. Oh, maybe it's because I'm eating after eight. Maybe I'm not intermittent fasting. No, it's probably not that it's not some magic diet. It's, you know, for so many of us, a lot of what I'm going to talk about and, and it's it's time to like hunker down, stay the path, commit to the long term, and let go of all the distractions. And and I've had so much learning going on in my life these past five weeks. And and I and because of the learning, I'm making changes, I'm committing to the changes. 
And I'm really, there's just something within me that, again, I keep applying that George Costanza approach. Like if everything that I've done in the past hasn't worked, why not try a completely different approach? And that's what I'm doing. I've hired a trainer. I'm committed to working with her for a year. I'm committing to the long term. And every time I get distracted and think that I want to do what I've done in the past, which is give up, start over, research something new and shiny, I'm reeling it back in. And there's just been a series of revelations. And that's what I'm doing. Because so many of you are like, I'll mention something on Instagram. And you're like, I really wish you talk about that. I really, and, and then some people, some people ping me on Facebook. I, I had some folks from a Facebook group that are in my Kathy Friedrich faith, Facebook group. And they're asking me, what about this? You know, I'm not, and, and the questions all revolve around the same thing. I'm working out. I'm eating right. I'm not losing weight. What's going on? So I have a series that I'm going to post over the next week to two weeks. Um, and because these are shorter, I typically, I haven't quite decided yet, kind of gotten into this groove where I'm making my episodes live Monday through Friday. Um, I might stick with that and just do two weeks, have this mini because I've got 10 lessons here. And I think these might be shorter podcasts, maybe 20 minutes Um, Because I'm just going to stick to one point. But um, after that, I'm also going to make live a podcast by request, but also because it's a podcast I've been wanting to do for a while. And I'm going to share with you how I, so I'm giving you a teaser, um, how I manifested the love of my life. Many of you saw over the weekend, Steve and I got engaged And there is a fantastic story that I think will not only inspire many of you, and I've had more women write to me and say, I really would love to know how you met Steve and and how you guys met, how you started dating, what you did differently. You know, a lot of women are freshly divorced. They're scared. They're like, how, you know, how did this end up working out for you? What, what do you recommend? And, and, and I just, I want to share it because a lot of women are asking very specifically, they want to have hope again in the area of love. But it's also something that I know will inspire many of you because when I start talking about how I manifested the love of my life, it will also be a show where I give other examples because this is yet another revelation that I had when I realized like, and I was telling the story to somebody about how I manifested the love of my life. And then I said, well, there were actually other times, you know, I'm somebody that's you know, said specific declarations of what I wanted. And I went out and made it happen. Even very recently when I made a big change uh, with work and and I ended up getting a fantastic new uh, role and position. And there's other things that are happening in my business world as we speak, because I've changed my attitude. I've changed my mindset. And I have a completely different outlook than I did three years ago or over the past three years. And I I really want to share that with you. So that's going to be a really great episode coming up. And who knows, I might surprise you and I might, you know, record it and throw it in here in the middle of all of this, this mini series as a a surprise. So make sure that you stay tuned for that. That um, special episode um, about love will be coming up. So For today, let's dive into lesson number one. And again, this is going to be my mini series on what are the big lessons I've learned in my first five weeks of working under Alex Mazurko, um, under her guidance, under the Level 10 Coaching Program. Um, 
what are the lessons I've learned? I've been, frankly, you guys have probably heard me say this on social, on my social platforms. Um, I've been really disappointed in myself the first few weeks. Um, I was, and these are all, everything is going to be a lesson because it's so much about mindset and behaviors and, and whether it's, Hey, in my life, this was because of work, my, my new, my new role. It might be for you something else, but it can be ultimately the same lesson, which is, Hey, guess what? You're not making time for yourself. And these are all things that when you get to the, the takeaway and apply it and really are committed to making all of these changes, you're going to see like, I really am so excited to see what happens with me from a transformation, inner and outer transformation over the next year. You know, you guys heard me talk about this maybe towards the end of last year when I I created that Facebook group and I haven't been active in it and and maybe I'll restart it um, a year of you first. And and I really want to kind of bring that back to life because that's that's what I'm doing. A big, big part of what you'll see in all of these episodes I'm making live with all of these learnings are a lack of me putting myself and my goals first. And it really makes no sense when you think about it. When when all of us realize like how important our goals are to us, and then yet we are not making ourselves and what we need to do a priority. It's like, then you can go, okay, that makes sense. It's like, if you, if you're committed to building a house, but you haven't even gone out and bought the materials, like maybe you just made a list of all the materials that you need to buy and all the people that you need to hire. But if every week you're talking to all of your friends about this house that you're going to build and you spend a lot of time reading magazines and watching HGTV, but ultimately you've bought the lot and you've, you've ideated right about everything and conceptually you know what you want but you haven't hired the contractor you haven't interviewed any contractors you haven't hired the people to do the work you haven't um, had the inspection done on the lot you haven't bought the materials like if you were going to do it yourself you're not doing the next step so you're forever in this beginning phase and that's what happens with a lot of women myself included with with weight loss and getting fit and we we feel so frustrated and we get so down on ourselves because we're like I don't understand I work out all the time I eat right I eat healthy and I'm stuck well if you really take the time to start thinking about am I doing this am I doing this am I doing this and and some of these things can be very important they can be like part of a recipe i mean think about if you made cookies and you didn't put some of the basic important ingredients, small but important. If you didn't put baking powder or baking soda in something that called for it, that recipe is going to turn out a whole lot different. If you made chocolate chip cookies and forgot to put the chocolate chips in, that's not going to turn out to be the chocolate chip cookie. So everything is important. Now, for today's episode, I'm going to talk about my first lesson. And I'm going to give you a preview of what these 10 lessons are because I've got them outlined here on my piece of paper. Lesson number one is about not tracking. Now you've heard me. I've done a whole episode on why I believe weighing yourself on a regular basis, measuring yourself, taking progress photos can really be a positive thing for so many women. So I will link up to that from this show. 
but I'm going to talk about the importance of tracking and, and why I haven't done it in the past um, and, and the mindset that I'm taking very differently and why, you know, Alex's program in particular has really raised the bar on tracking and helped me see why it's so important. Number two, what you look for, you will find. Now, many of you that have been watching me blog for a long time or reading my blog at kellyalexa.com will remember I did a post on this a long time ago, but I am definitely going to talk about this in episode two. It is a key mindset uh, approach that you need to tune in and listen to, especially when you're stuck. That's all I'm going to tell you. I'm going to be a total tease about this stuff, about these episodes. Number three, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. That's going to be key. And if, you ha- if you've heard that phrase and you don't understand what it means, just wait. You'll understand it and why it's important in this context in episode three. Number four, um, short timelines, myopic mindsets. Number five, no healing, focusing on no healing, only focusing on losing weight. Number six, too much cardio. Number seven, um, paying too little attention to supplements. Number eight, not investing in self-care. Number nine, putting off living until perfection. And then number 10 is going to be on what I just talked about a second ago, which is why it's so important to start following in Adele's footsteps and giving yourself a year. So let's dive into topic number one. Now, again, you guys have heard me talk about in one of my other episodes, and I'm going to link up to both of those. In fact, there were two recent episodes where I talk about this. So when I hired Alex, I hired Alex Mazurko, who I have known for quite some time via social. I've also interviewed her. I'll link up to that interview in the show notes, because actually, if you listen to my interview with Alex, it's a two-part interview. You will understand that interview was about her year, the beginning of, of her year of healing, right? You know, the reason that I connected with Alex and she resonated with me so much is because she was a figure competitor, really, really fit, you know, living the fit life, had a lot of clients in the fit space and then hit a wall and her body started rebelling against her. She gained a lot of weight fast and could not lose it. And she took time to figure out, you know, with a lot of AB testing, if you will, and a lot of seeing what works, trying different things, hitting a brick wall with that, but just slowly healing her body and then getting her body to the place where it was back in optimal health and and could be treated with diet and exercise like a normal um, person could. And, And that probably could be episode number 11 is understanding. In fact, I think that is going to be a bonus episode. I'm writing it down as we speak. Bonus episode number 11 is going to be about a healthy body loses weight. But in that episode with with Alex, so I do encourage you to to tune in and and, um, listen to that podcast if you haven't yet, because that's when you'll know why Alex was such a right fit for me to hire as a trainer. I'm very impressed with the level 10 coaching and everything that I'm saying here, these are my words. I'm not an affiliate for them. Um, That shouldn't change anything if I was. But um, I am saying this out of my heart. I really have been very, very impressed. I think that I'm getting an extraordinary value for the dollar. But I'm so, so glad that I hired Alex and and her team um, four weeks ago. 
And a big, big part of this program is tracking and accountability with my coach. So every week I have a Google Doc that has been created for me by this team. It is very um, professional looking, very streamlined, but I'm tracking. So I'm looking at this right now. You know, each day I fill in my protein macros, my carbs, my fat, and then it auto calculates my calories for me. I add my fiber. I record my weight. I record what cardio I did. Now, for me, cardio is just walking. I'm aiming for 10,000 to 12,000 steps a day. I record whether or not I did weight training. I'm aiming for five days a week. That's what Alex has prescribed for me. Um, I write down the supplements that I'm taking. I record my average hunger, my average water consumption, average strength, my quality of sleep, my average energy, my average stress level, my average soreness, nutrition, digestion. I record my measurements. Um, when it's time for me to check in and, and give her this sheet every week, I record um, answers to these questions. You know, did anything out of the routine occur this week? This is why is this good? When I one week I had a UTI, that made sense why my weight bounced up for three days. When you have a UTI, things happen. Um, what were my non-scale victories for the week? Um, now, this is, doesn't appeal to this doesn't a, apply to me because I've had a uterine ablation. But for others, they say, "Did you get your period? If so, how was it? What are your symptoms, etc.? Which training sessions and exercises went well for you? What were your struggles of the week? How active were you this week? Is there anything else I should can do to further support you?" What can you do to improve upon your struggles? What is one compliment that you can give yourself this week? Um, And then I also take my beginning measurements at the beginning of the week and my end measurements. And tracking all of this stuff and then every Monday turning that in and, and updating my measurements and taking my pictures, my progress pictures, it's brought this awareness out in me of... Like, wow, even though I have tracked to some degree here and there, I've never tracked this consistently, all of this data and had it in one place ever. And and then to be able to have a coach who's completely objective and smarter in all of these areas and trained and certified to be able to look at this and go, okay, here's what I'm seeing. And that's what she does. She will every Monday give me an audio clip of what she thinks, you know, here's what's good. Here's what I want you to work on. Here's what you need to have in context. And, and the good thing too, is that because I'm recording my macros and my, um, my weight and my measurements, it also tracks the trend, like the, my average weight each week. So we can see that even though I have, you know, I am in a period with Alex where probably my understanding is we're probably going to be in a period of about five to six months where I'll be in a reverse diet. And just to give you context, and again, Alex is, we're going to be recording in a week or 10 days. So I'm going to have her on the show and we'll talk about some of these things and why we're doing these. So get ready for that too, coming up. Um, but with me, when I hired Alex, we were coming from a point where I had been doing caloric deficit based on Jordan Syatt, who I love and adore. And I firmly believe 
in, in his approach. But back to what I said is going to be a bonus episode. I'm really starting to understand what I've heard Alex say time and time again, which is, which is, I can't, a healthy body is one that's going to be able to respond to things like diet and exercise, a healthy body. And and that doesn't mean, let me be clear. When I say healthy body, I mean, one that's working, functioning, behaving as it should. Okay. Somebody could be needing to lose 75 pounds, but they could be healthy and functionable, if you will. Whereas me, I'm 20 pounds over my goal weight and I've been stuck here for a long time, but I think anybody could agree there's something that's just not all right about my body because the reason that I came to the point of hiring Alex is that after a period of six or seven months of me having those chronic migraines, not being able to work out, I started working out again in February and started, you know, really getting back to, you know, tracking my, at that point, I wasn't really tracking macros. I was just tracking my caloric deficit, but from February, so February, March, April, May, and June, we are in the middle of August. So I hired Alex probably middle July, but for five months, you guys, I was increasing my workouts every week, really getting back into a groove. I I got to the point in May where I was like, yay, I'm back to six workouts a week. I was at 1600 calories, um, really, really tracking healthy eats, focusing on quote unquote cheating or indulging on Friday and Saturday, if you will. Um, but sticking at it and I made zero progress. There were a few times where I felt like I, you know, Oh wow. These pants are so much looser, but I I really, it's just, it is what it is. Um, and that was a really difficult moment for me, you guys. And it, and the truth is it's made me feel really stupid. Um, it's made me feel embarrassed. It's made me feel like all of you or people that watch me on online are like, what is wrong with that girl? She must sit and eat Oreos and pizza every night. You know, if she still can't lose, cause that's just the God's honest truth. And, and a lot of people will see me on Instagram and whatever, and they think that I'm so much more fit, but it's just, it's very, it's very hard for me to like do an extreme close up and show you like, Hey guys, like this is where I can pinch an inch. The fat's there. Okay. I just must carry it very well. But that was the point where I'm like, clearly something is not right because, and, and I'm certain that even Jordan, if he was on this show would say there, there's something with people like you who have additional things that need to get fixed before these methods work. So somebody who's healthy, what I mean by healthy is healthy and functioning. That's when you can apply caloric deficit and, and all of the things that we hear about and they can work. I'm, I kind of, and I'm, I hope, you know, when I say this, I'm not saying this to be negative and self-deprecating to some degree. I'm like a car that won't start. You know, that's, that's kind of like my metabolism right now. So if I'm somebody who's a car that won't start, like kicking the car is, is not gonna make it 
make it work. You've got to baby the car. You've got to fix the car. You've got to lift up the hood, find out what's not functioning right and fix it before you can really start getting that car to perform better and and to do all the things that you want it to do. And that's what I really have come to realize. Now, when it gets to tracking, I think more than ever, it's a beautiful thing to have this spreadsheet that I I could not have designed this spreadsheet so that it tracks again and we can look at it and go, okay, look at week one, week two, week three, you know, overall you're eating 300 to 350 more calories a day than you were. You've cut out your cardio. So I was doing a lot more cardio. I was in fact trying to keep adding more cardio. So cut out my cardio. I'm eating 350 calories more And generally speaking, this scale is starting to go down. Now, I don't want to say like, oh, I've lost five pounds. Like it's definitely, there've been times where the scale has been down even three to four pounds, but then it's come back up. And all of that is definitely to be expected, but I'm eating more, working out less. I'm in a reverse. And generally speaking, I'm on the downward trend and realistically speaking, like if you guys could look at my, my sheet right now, I'm able to look at the sheet and scroll up and go, and, and I just know it, even if I wasn't looking at the sheet guys, the first five weeks of this program, I was supposed to be getting five workouts in a week, five l- heavy lifting sessions. I've probably averaged two to three. So think about all those things together. When you're tracking everything and you, you have everything in a spreadsheet, you're looking at a spreadsheet and you can see trends. I mean, even the first thing that's happened within these five weeks is my weight on the scale. You know, it's not like it's much different. I think generally speaking, I'm like down maybe half a pound today than I was when I started. But like I said, in between there, there have been periods where I've been down three pounds or almost four. So who knows? Tomorrow I might be down two pounds again. What the tracking does First, I said this on one of my posts, tracking takes the emotion, tracking and weighing yourself and measuring yourself takes the emotion out of weight loss. And it is emotion, our emotional reaction to things, our emotional, our, our emotions around weight loss, around the number on the scale, around the size of jeans that we're wearing, around how we look in our sports bra, right? It's our emotions that tend to derail us. And and when we let our emotions derail us, when we get on the scale randomly, I mean, you guys, two days ago, the scale was, what was I? I was three pounds, no, two and a half pounds less than I than the scale said this morning. Do you think I really gained two and a half pounds in, in a day when I actually was slightly low on my calories? No. I'm able to see some of these fluctuations and say that really it, what, what I weigh on the scale today, I now get it. It doesn't matter what I weigh today and what I weigh tomorrow. What generally matters is what's going to happen over 90 days. Like I now see to, and to me, this is why you weigh every day. Because when you start to see that, like in the period of one week, you can vary between two to four pounds just, and this is with a body that's like kind of stubborn. Then you realize how, if you're randomly weighing, you could, you could be so depressed 
because you could get on a scale when a day, a day, maybe you have a UTI, maybe you're taking antibiotics, maybe you're high stressed. Um, maybe you've been backed up, like maybe you haven't been eliminating properly, right? There could be any number of things. You could be three or four pounds heavier on the scale than you actually really are. Tracking lets you go, lets you be so less tied to that number that day. So like if I hop on the scale now and it's a higher number, you know, than, than I was on Saturday, I don't, I no longer think, oh, it's because I had that cookie last night. You know, that used to be my emotional reaction. Now I'm like, okay, what can I do better this week? And how can I stay the course? Because I'm really anxious to see if I did so average on my first five weeks with Alex, how can I make my next five weeks be exemplary? So I'm really proud of myself and Alex is really proud. And let's see the difference it makes. You start to get more detached and more objective. And honestly, it does become exciting. It, 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 you become more empowered because you realize everything is a number. Everything is doable. And, and when you can look at, at the data, at your measurements, you know, when I was able to see like, okay, my weight on the scale in the first five weeks hasn't changed much, but I still lost half an inch in several areas and three quarters of an inch in another. And I haven't gained that those inches back. Um, I'm in a reverse diet and I'm not gaining. I'm generally staying the same or starting to lose. Number five, I haven't done that great as far as really like, I would love to be able to say my first five weeks, I crushed it. Five workouts every week. I'm in a reverse. Like now I'm super excited. I'm super excited to see what I can do the next five weeks. And that is a great position to be in. And I'm telling you guys, guys and gals, I have not tracked the way I'm tracking with weighing. And don't get me wrong. I'm just, let me be very clear, ladies. When it's Monday morning and I know I've got to take my pictures and I know I'm not where I'm, where I want to be. And that I'm not going to see a like, oh, wow, my waist looks so much smaller today. It is not easy to take that picture. It's not easy to see the picture on my phone. It's not easy to keep it, you know, um, in a, in a drive on my folder. But I am committed to doing this differently than I've done in the past because I've also taken time to reflect on the past three to four years and all the times when I was really making progress, all the times I was really not making progress, you know, the time when I was working with that one dietitian, you know, and I was able to evaluate what were the common themes. Again, this is all data, you guys. It's all tracking. And you know what's what's the most frustrating thing when I look back is when I don't have data. When I look at a certain time in my life and I'm like, I was doing really well there, but I only have the data point of what my workouts were. I didn't know what I was eating. When you know what you were eating, how much you were eating, you know, what your measurements were, what your weight, it's historically, it's very helpful. And it's so helpful when you're on a weight loss journey. When you take the emotion out of weight loss, and you, you put in more objectivity, when you take out the attachment to numbers on the scale, the size in your clothes, and you start to believe, hey, if I just start tweaking things, every little change can, can affect change. Like me, I'm actually potentially changing the way I make my morning smoothies. Because I just read in Kelly Levesque's book this morning about fructose and how too much fructose can cause fat storage. And so now I might tweak the way I make my um, smoothies, my protein smoothies in the morning. And it'll be interesting to see if that 
you know, creates a positive effect. If it doesn't, then heck, I can go back and have the morning smoothies the way I like them, the, the morning protein smoothie bowls, all cool. It's data. Data and, and tracking is your best friend. And it's something that I used to fear because, and how silly is this, you guys? We don't want to, we, we want to avoid what we don't like. We want to avoid seeing if our bank is overdrawn. We want to avoid um, taking our before and after pictures because we don't want to see evidence of how we look right now. We want to avoid tracking and weighing because we don't want to see that number. But the more that you can do it, you will get so much more detached from it. And that will mean you will stay the path. When you are attached and emotional and sporadic, that's when you get emotional reactions. And it's emotional reactions, in my opinion, that are what make us binge and give up and then start over and start again. And it's the lack of consistency and sticking with it and giving something time to work on you. That's the big theme. How much do we all know? Consistency is key. Staying on a program, staying with something. Do you know how many trainers have told me that? Kelly, just stick with something. Do you know how many people have been on the show and said it doesn't matter if you're even Joe Dowdell, celebrity fitness trainer? He's like, doesn't matter if you're keto, if you're paleo, if you're Weight Watchers, if you're this or that. Be in a caloric deficit. You know, I don't care if you eat bread or not. Just work out, track your progress. You see where I'm going with this? It's all about consistency. Too many of us focus on the short term. We give up too easily. We start over and we never give something long enough, a long enough time to work. I'm giving it a long time to work. I'm giving it a year and I've just begun. So I encourage you to embrace tracking. This can be your best friend and stay tuned because my next episode episode two in this 10 part series, (laughs) 10 part mini series of all the lessons I've learned in my first five weeks. But these are, these are universal lessons for all of us. Trust me. Um, stay tuned because tomorrow I will have live what you look for. You will find that's a really, really, really good one. So make sure you're tuned in for that. And in the meantime, if you haven't yet written a five-star review for us on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, please make Aunt Kelly happy and do that. Leave us a review and share this episode and show with your friends and ask them to subscribe. You can subscribe on iTunes or wherever it is that you listen to podcasts, or you can just head on over to thekellyoshow.com and subscribe there. Thanks everybody for tuning in. I hope this was helpful and I will see you next time on The Kelly O Show.